Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode number 84. Hello everyone, I'm Tom Brissell and thanks so much for joining us. We say it every time if you're a first-time listener or you're a long-time subscriber of the show. Either way, we're glad you're with us. And with me, as he is most every episode, is technical specialist here at Edwin Watts Golf, Kenny Nicholson. Kenny, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good today. The year's coming to an end. Ryder Cup team is now picked. We've got the captain's picks. Season's winding down. And this is a this is a kind of fun part of the year with the Tour Championships as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're, you're, getting, you're narrowing it down each week to see who's going to be playing the following week. And there's some names that aren't in there. That uh, a little bit surprising, but uh, exciting times for sure. Yeah, let's talk about a name that is in here in the house with us on the hotline on the bat phone. Longtime tour caddy, and he does a lot of other things too. Longtime tour caddy Mark Long. Mark, thanks so much for taking time to joining joining us today up in D.C. I understand, right? I'm in Washington D.C. This is actually where I grew up. But yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about about your past? Obviously, it's long and varied, but uh, go back to how you got started in it. Well, I, I played college golf at, at the University of Maryland, and Fred Funk was my golf coach. So he qualified for the tour uh, a year or two after I graduated, and I was I was kind of looking for a way to, to avoid a, a real job. So I started caddying for Fred part time, and uh, eventually I, I I went to work for Nolan Henke and, and worked for him for ten years, and then went back to Fred and. Uh, Nolan and I used to have a running joke, and you know, I, I was just going to caddy one or two more weeks, and then and then go do something else. And and, and so every every two or three weeks for ten years, he'd say, "Sir, are you going to caddy next week?" I said, "Yeah, I guess so." Just kept <laughs> just kept doing it. <laughs> so. Mark heard a rumor there's a there's a nickname for you out there, Sevy. Yeah, every caddy gets a nickname, just about, and usually they they try to nickname um, give you a nickname that's that's. You know, going to bother you, but I got lucky and got one because I can do my voice imitation of Seve. And uh, the, the the latest one I heard was from the Ryder Cup at Oak, Oak Hills when he played uh, Oak Hill rather when he played Tom Lehman. It was raining on the first tee, and Seve looked at his caddy Terry, and he said, "Terry, I see it's beginning to rain, and let me tell you this: when we are finished today, I am going to be completely dry, and you should be completely wet." <laughs> So the, the players really get a kick out of that one. What's the so many questions people have about caddies? But talk about what the week is like, because people wonder: Do you travel with your pro? Do you travel on your own? Do, do you have the clubs? Does your pro have the clubs? Talk about what a, what a typical week is like for a tour caddy. Yeah, that's a great that's a great question that not a lot of people ask. Um, it it kind of varies for different guys. the the average The average answer would be. Um, you're going to either drive or fly to the course um, you know, from the previous tournament on Sunday night. Uh, Monday is typically going to mostly be a day off from your player, but you're probably going to go out uh, in the morning or the afternoon and walk the golf course. You're going to grab a yardage book or use your book from the previous year. You're going to spend uh, three, four, five hours walking the course looking to see if anything's changed. Um, then Tuesday's a practice round. Sometimes guys play nine holes if they're in the Wednesday prime. They they might not play at all. They may play eighteen. It, it really varies. You, some guys spend a couple hours out there. Some guys spend all day out there on Tuesday. Wednesday's a pro am day. If you're not in, it's usually a slow day. Maybe a little practice. Maybe you go play golf somewhere. And then the tournament starts Thursday. Um, some players will will travel. Uh, or some caddies can travel with their players. Uh, you know the 
the real top name players who may, may own their own jets or something. Uh, you know, like Bones will probably be on that jet with Mickelson quite a bit. I know that Nick Price's caddy, who who lives down where Nick does, flies with him uh, typically on his plane to the tournaments. So, uh, but most of the guys you're driving driving about half the time, flying about half the time. One of the so. question, one of the questions I have is is so, a lot of times on TV you see the tour players actually getting his clubs out of the car and and taking them up to the golf course. Does it, where does that responsibility usually lie? With- well, when you're traveling, when you're traveling from a tournament to tournament, et cetera. The player almost always has his clubs. The, the caddies, you might carry them once in a while, but the, when you leave a tournament Sunday until, the, until you get to the next tournament, typically the player is going to have his clubs with him. And what's, so, the, what's one of the last things you do before you tee off? Is it always count those clubs to make sure he's you know, got at the 14 limit? The very last thing I do when my players uh, announced on the tee is count the I always count the clubs when they announce his name. So... That's like the last second. Uh, don't penalize your player thing. Um, I do. I, I actually count them a couple times before that. I do it when we're, we're we're on the range warming up, and that's usually when you start cleaning the grips off. And so I'll take all the clubs out of the bag and put them all in and count them then. But th- there have been times when, believe it or not, I remember at Disney a few years ago, one of the caddies put a put a wedge in a, in a different guy's bag. He thought it was his Callaway bag. He put it in a different bag, and the guy got penalized for too many clubs. So you really want to count them right before you tee off, just in case something weird happens like that. On tour caddy Mark Long joining us. Mark, go back. to You mentioned Monday. What you do when you get there on Monday is, is you walk the course and map the course. And today with all the uh, GPS devices and laser range finders, you still do that, right? Well, you've got to walk the course on a Monday because you've got to see, you've got to get as current as you can. Um, I make a lot of our yardage books on tour, and I can be there to, to get the books done, to get them printed, to get them delivered. I have to be there a few weeks ahead of time, so I'm not there the day before the tournament making these books. And things can change even in a few weeks before the tournament. Um, typically, they don't, but but you know you don't want to take a chance on that, so. Before the player tees it up Thursday, and preferably before he goes out for his practice round, you want to know exactly what's out there on the course. Have the fairway cuts changed a little bit? Is there a tree that's been, you know, maybe put in or taken out? Is there a new tee here or there that nobody noticed? Um, has a plate on a par three moved? That happens once in a while. So there's all these little things we, you know, it's not just familiar. and. That's beside familiarizing yourself with, you know, how to play the course and what kind of conditions the course is in, you know, firm, soft, whatever. You just need to know what's out there currently. So that that's we walk the course so we know what's currently out there, what's changed since last year, basically. And you have a relationship with SkyCaddy as well, correct? Yeah, I've been working with them uh, really since uh, about oh, the year 2000 or so, before they came out with their first, very first product. Um, they they kind of recognize my involvement with caddying and making yardage books and and um, and so they asked me to to bring a caddy's uh, perspective to their to their products. So I told them, well, here's what's important for us. Here's what the players are asking us for, and uh, and they kind of they kind of melted that into the product. And uh, they've taught me a lot about about how to use. Um, some some uh, mapping equipment and and I've kind of taught them about what 
what uh, professional golfers are looking for in uh, information. And we get a lot of questions here as well as on the golf course because I have one. And being able to be very specific as far as yardage goes and mainly with layup positions on golf course, I can't tell you how many times I go out there and play with somebody and there's, let's say there's a ravine, you know, so far out in the fairway and it's all, they're always guessing, I think I need to hit a five or six iron to make sure that I lay up. Whereas when you guys map a course, it gives you the exact yardage to layup areas, greens, bunkers, all that stuff. What you're trying to do is, is you don't want to hit a good shot and end up in trouble because you didn't know how far it was to, to something or to carry something. Uh, it's hard enough to hit a good golf shot. You want to take advantage of it. And it's real easy to take advantage of it when all you have to do is look at a screen and it tells you, you know, oh, it's 168 to carry that thing. It's, you know, maybe it looks longer, it looks shorter, but as a tour pro, as a, as a tour caddy, tour pros always going to know the yardages to everything. And, uh, you know, they're physically so good, but the reason they, one of the reasons they shoot such low numbers is because they don't hit a whole lot of shots well that end up in bad places because they didn't know how far something was. Mark Long joining us. Mark, we were talking about mapping courses, and you say going back and seeing how things have changed. Talk about when you map something out brand new because you authored the yardage book for the Open at Torrey Pines in 08 and Beth Page in 09 and this year at Pebble. I mean, that's a huge undertaking. I saw a little video clip on the Internet of you at Beth Page. It looked kind of like a cold, windy day. You said you got, you got a lot of work ahead of you that day. <laughs> yeah, Beth Page, uh, I did the original work in December, and the warmest it got was 38 degrees the whole week. <laughs> yeah, oh, my. Cold. You were bundled up, though. I'll give you that. Uh, it, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, basically, I have I have some surveying in- instruments, and I'm going out basically on every hole and walking all over the place. Um, I'm looking, I stand out on the tee, and I say, okay, what, what does a tour pro want to know here? How far is it to that tree? How far is it through the fairway? What's the carry over the edge of that bunker? So I, because of my experience as a caddy, I'm pretty good at figuring out the two or three or four questions that a player is going to ask his caddy. So I've got I've to get the information that's going to answer those questions into my yardage book. And then um, I'm, I'm literally outlining the fairways, greens, bunkers, all that kind of stuff, so I can produce the graphic. Um, nothing's hand-drawn in those books. It's all, it's all uh, mapped out with equipment, so it's very precise. But basically, the, the, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking all over the place to grab this data to answer questions that golfers need, you know, these, these professionals need to know. A lot of work. It takes me... Mm, at least 25 hours on the course to, to grab that data. I'll tell you something that would be pretty cool is to see a, see a yardage book after it's been used for the whole week on Sunday to see, because I'm sure there's notes in there and, mm-hmm. and different things you, you guys write down or the player writes down and seeing what goes through their thought process, what was important during a round of golf. It's, that's very true. It, you'll uh, Almost every tour caddy, is going to write down a history of what happens during the week. So on a Tuesday practice round, when you're on the third hole, you're going to know you're 103 to the front and 118 to the hole. You're going to write down which way the wind's blowing. You might write down if it was a weird weather day, like if it was really cold or rainy. Uh, you're going to write down what, what club the player hit. If he didn't hit it solid, you might say you know thin or fat or something. You're going to write down how far the ball flew, how far it released to. 
So there's pretty extensive notes written on the, the top page of that book. Uh, and we keep those for sometimes for, for several years. Um, you know, we can go back and say, hey, remember in, remember in 2007 on Friday, you, that, that back right pen, remember it kind of bounced real hard back? I mean, it, we literally do stuff like that. So experience is a big deal, and you've got to write it down because you're not going to remember everything with thousands of shots being hit. But, yeah, the notes are... You definitely, everybody's writing down a lot of notes. That's why you always see, if you're watching on TV, um, you know, you'll see the players pulling out books and writing things in them, caddies writing things in them. That's, that's what we're doing is we're making notes for what, what we did. Mark, back to your relationship with Sky Golf and Sky Caddy. I was looking back in one of the older Edwin Watts catalogs four or five years ago. I think it was around 2004. And we had like one, one GPS unit and one laser rangefinder. Talk and now we've got pages of of these. Talk about how these units have evolved over the years. I mean, we're talking a monochrome screen back then, and now all the information that that uh, SkyCaddy will give a player. Yeah, the the, the instruments have evolved a, a lot. The, the lasers have um, they they've added a few things. Um, the the lasers kind of a it's a real you know it's a basic basic um, simple instrument in that you're, you're, you're pushing a button getting a number what they've they've added a, a little adjustment to um, to kind of try to comp to, to tell you how far a shot may play up or downhill so that's been the that's been the main main thing that's been added to the laser the GPS units uh, at first they went from being kind of text-based where you would just see you know green center is this far front of the greens this far this bunkers that far and then they've evolved just recently to putting more graphics in where we can see pictures of the hole. And um, the way that the information is presented on the graphics can vary quite a bit. Um, you can scroll around sometimes to, to take a cursor to, to see how far it is to, to certain targets on a course like bunkers or water and things like that. Um, the, goal, the goal is, with as far as SkyCaddy is concerned, they, they, they just want to try to present that information as simply as possible and to, to kind of do it like we do on tour with the yardage books. So, so that's, we're, we're getting there with it. Um, it it's, the graphics have really improved. They're, they've really gotten nice with the SGX. Um, but but there's, been, uh, there's quite a bit of competition now. A lot of people have jumped in there. So it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot more products available. And uh, the thing, the thing SkyCaddy does that I think is different than, than, than most of the other companies are, we do what the, the tour caddies do on a Monday. We, we, update the, we update the data quite a bit, and we, we get the data by walking the course. We don't get it any other way, which is just what the tour caddies do. So it's like having your own private yardage book and a SkyCaddy. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. You mentioned the SGX and your relationship with SkyCaddy. What are the chances that you can get one of these that we might be able to give away to one of our lucky listeners? Probably a pretty good chance. I, I, I you know, I, I know a few people who work for the company. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, we could definitely give one away to a listener. Absolutely, and an SGX is, uh, it's kind of the, it's the latest version of the SkyCaddy, and it's, 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 it's a good looking, good looking instrument. It's a, it's a nice thing to have for sure. Oh, that's awesome, Mark. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much for your time. I know you're busy. And uh, what do you have going on the rest of the year? Well, I've got a few more events with with Fred. I'm actually not working. Uh, there's a couple in Carolina coming up that I'm not working, and then I'm doing the last four events for Fred. We just got back from Korea, which was kind of a cool experience, and 
Fred's a, you know, I caddy for Fred Funk, of course, and he's he's recovered from, he had a knee replacement last year, and in, a, in about the last month or two, he's he's become himself again as a golfer. He's playing really well, so it's been a lot of fun. He struggled earlier. But we've got some, uh, he, he plays well at the end of the year, typically in the summer at the end of the year, and he's doing that now, and it's good to see him back, so. Yeah, what a fun guy to, what a fun guy to watch on TV. He just looks like he's having such a good time out there. Yeah, Fred is Fred is uh he's a little different than most of the guys. He he plays better golf when he's kind of joking around and having fun and there's a lot of commotion. You know, most guys really need to focus and get quiet and he's kind of the other way, which which is kind of neat. It's a, it's a neat hardly anybody else can do that. So he's kind of lucky and that that makes people kind of love him because he can have fun and still focus really well on his golf. So. Yeah, you you mentioned earlier that you played golf uh for the University of Maryland, did you ever consider going on tour yourself? My talent level wasn't that wasn't up up there enough. You know, it was I was a kind of a middle of the road college player, um, and yeah, I just it, it's kind of like I can't dunk a basketball, so I'm not going to try to make it in the <laughs> NBA. Um, you know, my I I, I I was a you know a scratch player or something like that. But yeah, that a tour pro if you're if you, if you remember how many times you've shot 65 or better, you cannot play professional golf. Let's just put it that way. Good statement. And I can remember how many times I've shot 65. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it's been a blast. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, good luck to you. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, take care, Mark. That was great, Kenny. We've interviewed a lot of people this year, and that was certainly – on the top of the list as far as informational and entertaining. Mark Long, great. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those guys that you could sit around and talk to for a long time. We talked about that earlier before you even got to talk to Mark. I mean, you know, being out on tour with especially a guy like Nolan Hinky and and, uh, Fred Funk, you could ask questions all day about funny stories and things like that. But what goes into a tour caddy's work week? And it's it's a a seven-day-a-week gig, especially if you're caddying for a guy that's trying to make uh, the top 125 every year. You don't get many weeks off, and like he said, you're flying out on Sunday night. You're on the course on Monday. You got the practice round on Tuesday, pro am on Wednesday, and you do the whole thing all over again, week after week after week. And uh, you know, it's it's a neat life. You know, not one for everybody, but something that is definitely uh, was was fun for us to listen to. Yeah, you know, your average golfer will look on TV and see you know Stevie Williams or uh, Bones McKay or someone like that, or back in the day Angelo, and go, well, what a great life that would be. You know, well. It's it is. Grind. It is it if is. you got the right fish, but yeah. it's not going to be all the time. I mean, it's a tough life. But uh, hey, nice of him. Also, he's represented with Sky Caddy and uh, offered up a unit for us. Hey, yeah, the SGX is top of the line model, and we've talked about this in the past. GPS and lasers, for that matter, out on the course, they speed up play. But I'm telling you right now, it makes a difference on the golf course to know where the trouble is because it keeps you out of trouble more than it helps you get you know, hit a great shot or what have you, it tells you where not to hit the ball. And there's nothing worse than hitting a great layup shot and being a little bit too long and in the ditch. So something I would love to win. Well, you need to know where the trouble is and you need to know where to go to register. Talk about that. Yeah, just go to our website, edwinwattsgolf.com, and at the bottom of the page you'll see the Golf Better podcast icon. Uh, We call it an e-spot, but click on that. You'll come to a landing page where you can obviously hear past episodes as well as this episode, but there's a button there that says register to win. Simply click on that button. 
Supply us with the required information we ask of you, and your name is automatically submitted to win this awesome prize. And, and come back and register for each opportunity because after a prize is given away, the list clears out yeah. and you got to register again. Right. So let's go back a couple of episodes. I believe it was episode 82 with Ping Golf. And we had a Ping Wolverine putter, courtesy of Ping Golf. This is a good one right here, too. Yeah, this is great. And our winner for the Ping Wolverine putter is Mike Persky of Lindenhurst, Illinois. Mike, congratulations. And uh, and we'll be getting in touch with you to get the specifics as far as length on the putter, right hand, left hand. Congratulations, Mike. That's a a great find, huh? Yeah, they got, and, and he's up there where they got some great golf courses up there in Illinois. Yes, sir. Kenny, thanks so much for joining me again. It's been a, a great day, a great interview today with Mark. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it uh, very much. Uh, definitely learned something. Yeah, and thanks so much to all our listeners out there and also to Mark Long. And please join us back in a couple weeks when we have another exciting episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.